Welcome to the Live Big Podcast featuring Dr. Derek Greer, where we teach principles from God's Word that will empower you to live big. For more information, visit DerekGreer.com. Here's Dr. Greer. Skip to verse 14. Then Pharaoh sent and called Joseph after the chief butler finally remembered. Sometimes people got to go through hard times and challenges to remember how good they had it and, and what your gifts really were. You see, in Joseph's life, Joseph had gone from the favorite son of a, of a wealthy rancher to become a chattel slave. I mean, serious, serious, serious turn in his life. Then after he became a slave, on top of that, then he went to prison for a crime he didn't commit. We think we have problems. He had some serious, serious problems. But despite all of the unthinkable things that happened in his life, Joseph kept his head up. A river cuts through rock, not because of its power, but because of his persistence. Joseph stayed at it. And they brought him quickly out of the dungeon. The Bible says that by this time, Joseph was about 30 years old and and it had taken over a dozen years for God's promise to him to finally come, come to pass. But God specializes in turning impossible situations around. And we, we just got to trust him in the midst of it when people let us down and things don't go the way we should. And it seems to be getting worse. Lord, I thought you said that it's going to get better. I thought that you said that, that you know, one day my family is going to bow down to me. I was going to be an authority and they were going to salute me. But, but Lord, instead I'm in jail and people are mocking me and, and I have a bad name for myself. And, and in those moments, you can think that God's word will not come to pass but God was working his word even while Joseph was in jail so they quickly brought him in and this is what I feel the Lord is saying there's going to be some quick and sudden reversals in our lives that you know you you you're plowing your role and just being faithful but suddenly out of nowhere there's going to come a sudden revert. You think God's not watching. You think God's not paying attention. But suddenly, out of nowhere, God's about to do God. And only he's going to be able to get the glory. And he shaved and changed his clothing and then came to, to Pharaoh. Now, Joseph was faithful enough not to compromise, but he was also humble enough to change and also shave off some old things to adapt to the new setting God was going to set them in. And here's the problem with some of us, not you, this person next to me. We too religious for God to bring us anywhere. The courtroom is not the place for you to be praying out loud in tongues. Pray out loud in tongues to get a good lawyer so they can represent you in the courtroom. In new settings, you can't always take old things. It's not that the old things are bad. Actually, he, he, you know, he, he was dressed a certain way and, and everyone dressed according to status. His status was about to change. And you got to dress for where you're going, not for where you are. That, that, was a, that was, meditate on that just a little bit. Young ladies. Because you're dressing for where you are. But the, the, the young brother's looking for where he's going. Say, no, no, that one's wifey material. That's right now material. So, so you got to dress for where you're going. 
not just for where you You see, the reason why the dinosaurs are no longer around is because they were unable to adapt to their changing environment. And you gotta learn to adapt. You, you, on the essentials, you never compromise. But on the non-essentials, whether it's hair, clothes, what? Those, those minor things, we, we need to remain flexible and make adjustments as called for. Verse 15. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, I have had a dream, and there's no one to interpret it. It's a lot like our world today. The Pharaoh's palace is full of people with followings, but no real connection with God. He said, but I have heard it said of you, Joseph, that you're different, that you can understand a dream and and you can interpret it, you know, what, what do you say, game recognizes game. It, it takes a person with a dream to recognize somebody else with a God dream. And the, the, again, you, you can't, you know, fly with the eagles, you keep running with these turkeys. You, you gotta make a decision. And the, the Pharaoh said, listen, if I'm gonna get to this next level, if I'm gonna understand what God has for me, I, I gotta get a new person in my life. But the next verse is really, really, really important. Are y'all learning? Yeah. Okay. So Joseph answered Pharaoh saying, this is, this is really, really important. Easy to read over this. It's not in me. Remember Joseph, those of us that, that are familiar with the Bible, remember Joseph's arrogance as a kid? He was so cocky that even his enabling father had to reprimand him. Now, as far as Jacob was concerned, Joseph could do no harm. He walked around in a low, long flowing gown and, and he walked around like he was a king and all of his brothers wore the shorter gowns like they were servants and, and, and all the rest. And, but, but, but as much as Joseph, I'm sorry, Jacob loved Joseph, this, this, this crack in his character was so glaring that he couldn't let it go. Matter of fact, let's take a look at this and we'll come right back. Genesis 37, 10. So Joseph told Jacob his dream, told it to his father. He also told it to his brothers. His bro that was a big mistake. Maybe you talk to your father, but those brothers. Especially when you got different mothers. I have a friend that, that grew up in, in Kenya, and he said the strife between his, his father's wives was so intense you could literally feel it in the back of your neck. And when he walked past certain huts, I mean, he can literally feel the tension. And when you have all of these women with, all, you know, same guy competing, this, this type of environment uh, presents itself, can present itself. So he told his dream to his father and watch this. His father rebuked him. And he said to him, what is this dream that you have dreamed? Shall your mother and I and your brothers indeed come to bow down to the earth before you? See, it wasn't just what Joseph said, it was how he said it. It was the tone in which he said it. And the reason why, pay attention, Joseph had to suffer so long was because God had to rid him of this pride and entitlement. God had to rid him of the pretty boy, the spoiled. You hear what I'm saying? Idea about himself. 
And only after he got rid of all that could God use him. God wants to use us. But sometimes we can't. Because if he, if he puts us in position of power, we're going we're gonna to lose our mind. Some people, all they got is $100 more than the person that they better than everybody else. I mean, all, all some, you, you got is maybe just one more year education, but you better. I mean, you just live one, you know, zip code away from the other, but you are, I mean, just the tiniest thing, the tiniest thing. And we're better than somebody else. Remember, pride is the only difference between an angel and a devil. And God knows it. And the thing is, when he gives you power and you're still operating in pride, you're not only going to destroy others, you're going to destroy yourself. And by the way, when Satan fell, it wasn't because he, he was in the club. It wasn't because he started looking at some other angel's skirt. I don't know if they have skirts. The Bible said, because iniquity was found in his heart. He was taken by his beauty. The Bible says, and it was all, it became all about him. You know what, God, I'm no longer worship. I'm going to exalt my throne above yours. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this. The problem was Satan no longer submitted to God. And God wants to give you more, but you might destroy yourself if you don't go through the process first. Am I making sense? So Joseph answered Pharaoh, all those years of struggle finally paid off. He finally got the message. It's not in me. Joseph's heart was finally humbled. Well, he could say with the psalmist, not unto us, O Lord, not unto us, but unto your name be the glory, O God. He said, it's not in me. Listen, I'm not smarter than the next guy. I'm not more able than the next. I'm not better than the next guy. God, not me, will give Pharaoh an answer of peace. And Joseph's humility caused God to give him the first of our five secrets today. Let's skip to verse 25. Then Joseph said to Pharaoh, he has insight. Again, people have facts, but when you get Holy Ghost insight, the dreams of Pharaoh are one. None of the magicians could tell him this. God has shown Pharaoh what he is about to do. The seven cows are seven years, and the seven good heads are seven years. The dreams are one. So God gave Pharaoh information. God gave Joseph what? Revelation. A person with knowledge is always at the mercy of a person given Holy Spirit insight. And the seven thin and ugly cows which came up after them are seven years. And the seven empty heads blighted by the east wind are seven years of famine. So what God is saying to him, and I know this is wonky today and real teachy-teachy, but it's important. 
The Bible's saying that good comes with bad. No, it's important. We want to get married, but we forget the good comes with bad. We want to have children, but we forget good comes with bad. We want that job, but we forget 80% of that job we might love, but 20% is going to be a challenge. Here's our choice. Please pay attention. We can complain because the roses have thorns, or we can rejoice because the thorns have roses. A lot of us say, oh my God, a drought is coming. Wait a minute. He showed him seven good years before he showed him seven bad years. The only reason the bad years are so bad is because we didn't maximize the good years. We're about to learn a principle. Whether you're happy or sad in life depends what you choose to focus on. Do you focus on the thorns or the rose? Do you focus on the bad years or make the best of the good years? Skip to 33. Now, therefore, let Pharaoh select a discerning and wise man. The central issue is not the famine to come. It was the wisdom of those in the, in the Pharaoh's ear. Indeed, seven years of great plenty will come throughout all the land of Egypt. So, uh, so he lays this whole thing out. Here's the good news. If we manage the good years properly, we'll always be ready for the bad times. Let's dig in just, just for a second. The average American in a lifetime earns $2.7 million. This is the average American, which includes Idaho and these places where uh, the, the salaries are very, very low. In Northern Virginia, that's a very, very different figure. But the average American only has $16,500 in savings. So in a lifetime, we amass 2.7. But in that lifetime, we've only held on to 16.5. This is not because we're bad people. It's largely because we're not trained well. It's not because we're bad believers. It's because we have not really dug into the book. But after those good years, famine will arise. Again, if you're going to be successful, part of being successful is not only enjoying the good times, but preparing for the tough times and the bad times. And he said, and in that time, people are going to do people, and all the plenty will be forgotten in the land of Egypt, and the famine will what? Deplete the land. Now, remember Jesus, he talked about a wise man that built his house upon a rock. And then he talked about a foolish man who built his house upon the sand. And then a storm came. And the point I want to make to you is the storm came against both houses. The problem was not the storm. The problem is not necessarily the famine. The problem was the foundation on which they built their house. So if we will get our finances on a biblical foundation, based on biblical truth, winds will come, waters will, will rise, 
but our houses will stand, all right? He said, let Pharaoh do this. Now, there's, there's facts, the dream. He gives him the facts of the dream, but wisdom is knowing what to do with the facts. It's kind of like some of you ladies, you know, you go through a lean season, you don't have all the ingredients you want, but wisdom is when you take that paprika and that other stuff and you put stuff together and you mix it with stuff you wouldn't already mix and you make something delicious for your children so they don't even know that you're going through a rocky period. So you may have knowledge, like I have knowledge of salt, pepper, paprika, but I have no wisdom when it comes to cooking. <laughs> I have no skill. And, and, and what God wants is not us just to have knowledge, but know how to use that knowledge at the appropriate time. Yeah. To be a blessing. Now watch 34. The crescendo here is, is just not going to be what you expect. But if you get it, you'll get it. Let Pharaoh do this and let him appoint officers over the land to collect one-fifth, which is 20% of the produce of the land. Do it throughout all of Egypt in the seven plentiful years. I know this is super anticlimactic, but here's secret number one. When things are going well, never live off more than 80% of your income. Yeah, I, I knew that was going to go on like that. No, you don't. I, I, I got it. I got No, you don't. No, you don't. 90% of the time, we don't have money problems. We have insecurity problems. The more we get, the more we spend. Buying things with we don't need with money we don't have to impress people you don't even like we give up what we want most for what we want now in order for Pharaoh to become actually I'm a little bit ahead of myself Pharaoh would actually come to own all of Egypt because of Joseph he didn't start out that way, but he actually owned the land because of the wisdom of Joseph. And the, the reason he did it is because in the good times, he refused to live off 100%. And let them gather all the food of those good years that are coming and store up grain under the authority of Pharaoh and let them keep food in, in, in cities. Now, this would not last forever, but for a limited time, Pharaoh would live under his means. Say with me, under his means. Under his means. Okay. To stay on top, for a season, you're going to have to live under. To get on top, I know this ain't, I know, there's it, nothing sexy about this message. To get on top, for a season, you have to live under. There's no magic here. Now, God will do miracles. That's another message. But to get on top for a season, you got to stay under your means. If you will live like no one else now, you can live like no one else later. 
Yeah, I know. I know. Ouch. Pastor and I live by the 80-20 rule. That's what I call this for about 20 years. Now, you could probably do it quicker. But uh, actually, when Pastor and I, our first salary at the church, we did our taxes. We were beneath the nation's poverty line. Um, so, you know, we, 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 we know what it's like to be in want and, and, and need and how to work this thing over a very, very long period of time. Y'all need to understand, Grace Church, we, we were over 10 years in before we, we had 500 people in this church. And uh, Pastor and I, we had to work biblical principles in order to, 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 to survive. And what Pastor and I did is our first 10% always went to God. And then the next 10% went into our future. And I paid myself like I paid God. And year in, year out, we, we, wouldn't, we refused to live off of more than 80% of what we were bringing in. If that meant we had less of a car, we had less of a car. If that meant we had less of a house, we had less of a house. If that meant eating out was going to Denny's, we were in Denny's. If it meant we only purchased things on sale, our mindset was as long as our family's together. No, you see, keep the make the important things the important things. As long as we're together, we're going to be happy. And, and I know we, you want to look like your neighbor down the street. I know you compete with your brother, competing with your, your, your sister. But for years, I was the only pastor I know driving a Mazda. For, 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 I liked it. Enjoyed it. Nothing wrong with a Mazda, too. So Mazda's are good. Listen, I would go to Walmart to buy my ties. Don't make fun of me. So I could take my wife to a sale at Macy's. You have been listening to the Live Big Podcast with Dr. Derek Greer. For more information, visit DerekGreer.com or follow Dr. Greer on social media.